With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to twenty-five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. Hey, I just want to, before I get into this podcast, I just want to give a shout out to the to the Sixers fans. Um, I met on the plane going down to Atlanta. Um, you know, people were really nice, talked about basketball, um, talked about a, a couple other things, and, and I really appreciate the conversation. Secondly, I want to give a shout-out to the Sixers fans who I met at the game. I mean, there was a lot of Sixers fans down there, and they, yes, there were even some uh, trust-the-process chants and, and uh, let's-go-Sixers um, it wasn't as much as many as it was in in D.C. or or, or Brooklyn, but um, you know that to see you know the, the people down there, um, you know in Atlanta was kind of you know kind of cool. Again, I don't have any fish in the fire, you know I I don't really uh, care if the Sixers win or lose. It's not my job, but um, it was just one of those things where. There was some support. You saw a lot of Sixers fans. You saw some Phillies hats. You know, everybody representing, you know, the 215, the 276, or whatever. But, um, you know, it was it was, um, it, 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 it was cool to, uh, you know, a, a nice sight to see. And I got a crying Jordan face out to all the uh, Packer fans I saw. You know, it was a couple in my hotel talking trash. There was some in the airport. Talking trash to people in in um, Atlanta, and then you know you, you fly back to Philly and you see the score, and you're like, "Whoa!" I wonder what that dude is saying or, or thinking right now, talking about the people talking trash. But um, you know, it's enough of that. I know you guys don't come here to listen about shoutouts and crying Jordan faces. Um, what I want to talk about is the Sixers' performance um, without Joel Embiid. You know, and, and you know, it's something that I wrote about in, in today's uh Inquire Daily News and you can go on Philly dot com to read more about it. But um, you know, the Sixers, man, they're just a completely I mean completely different team when MB doesn't play. I mean, it looks like it's it's tank part four, you know, like the fourth year of the tank. I mean the the lineups are crazy sometimes. You know, the rotations, um, you know, guys look like, you know, they're in there trying to get some shots. They're trying to impress their next employer as opposed to playing solid team ball, you know, great rotation. Um, it's, it's just bad. I mean, it's, it's a horrible product, you know, to be blunt when Joel Embiid does not play at all. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a strange situation, and I get it. They're showcasing Jolly Okafor. I get it. But, you know, when, when, when Joel plays, Ja goes from 
the third string, basically emergency center. And when MB doesn't play, he goes to the feature center, you know, the focal point. And and I know why I, I wrote about it and I just said it a minute ago. They're shopping them. They're trying to see, you know, who like he they want to showcase him. They want to shop him. They want to see like they want him to have a good game so somebody can say, hey, his value is up and and I'm going to, you know, get make a bid for his services. But the problem with that is, you know, the team is so used to playing with Joel Embiid. And then when Embiid's not on the floor, you have Ja, who's basically, you know, an offensive-minded guy. He comes in, he gets buckets, to whereas, like, the ball movement isn't as good as it was before, right? So that's that's one observation. Another one, you know, we talked about it before, and, and you know, people will continue to talk about it is, He's not a good rim protector. He's just not. You know, he had three blocks this past game, you know, and, and he but what's weird is kind of like his defense his defense goes down as the game goes along. You know, it probably could be because of conditioning or whatever, or he's amped up early on and then he settles down. But he had three blocks. He had two in the first quarter early on, then he had one in the fourth. But in between that, he, he you know, it was more or less – he was giving up a lot. He was giving up a lot of points, giving up dunks, giving up, you know, points in the paint, you know. And and, and another thing is what the Sixers did is they were trying to get um, guard, rookie guard, Timothy Luwalo Carbonet, a lot of more, more playing time. So instead of using Sergio Rodriguez as their backup point guard, they went to Nick Stauskas, the starting shooting guard. And Nick, you know, he, he was the backup point guard for several games when when Sergio was injured. But, you know, this time what they did is they wanted, they didn't want to take Nick off the floor. They wanted to get Tim, Timothy some minutes with Nick on there. And, and you know, you can art, you know, Nick is a, is a better shooter. You know, Nick is a, a, a better, more offensive guy. But, man, I'm telling you, like, they couldn't move, they couldn't score they could not score with nick running point guard against the hawks now you know you 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 he did okay the a couple other games beforehand when sergio was hurt but on this particular time they just couldn't score and you know you're looking over there and you know what the coach is trying to do he's trying to tinker lineups but i'm telling you you know it, it's it's kind of like you know sometimes you just got to you got to switch up when you when when the guy can't like lead off. Now again, I get it. It's kind of sort of like you know you feel as if that Stauskas would have performed. I mean, Stauskas' um, performance was based on his teammates not making shots. But sometimes it's up to the point guard to get you the ball in certain situations when you can convert. Like, you know, a nice bounce pass to someone going to the basket. You know, things like that. And it just didn't really happen. But, you know, when you look at these statistics, you know, of when MB plays and when he doesn't, it's, it's really, like, mind-boggling. You know? Like, you know, following Saturday's loss to the Hawks, right? The Sixers are 2-10 and 10 with three, const- three straight losses in games without MB. In those three contests, some of the last three games, 
they lost by an average of 16.6 points. Yeah, they got blown out, folks. Like, they, they, they did. Like, the one game they lost by 17. The second game they lost by 16. The third game they lost by 17. So that's where you get the 16, you know, point six, right? Now, you know, with without them, the Sixers are scoring 96.7 points, right? And they give up 106.5 points. Opponents are shooting 47.3%, and which basically is nothing more than layup lines against the Sixers when he's not playing. And and they're shooting 39% on threes. Ooh, bombs over Baghdad type of stuff, right? But in games in which Embiid has played, the Sixers are 13 and 17 and have won six straight. Yep, they won six straight games when he played. And eight of nine. Right? You know, they average 100 points, right? Now, some people may say, what's the difference in, in like, you know, three points? Well, or, or three and a half points. That, that, that's a big difference, right? They average 100 points, and they surrender 104 in those losses. And, you know, but as, you know, that's for, like, all all the games he played. You know, as, as you realize, with them winning six straight, you know, they're basically – or out, they have been outscoring, of course, obviously, their last six opponents. You know, opponents, the shooting percentage drops down to, to 43.9%, and their three-point percentage drops down to 34.1%. So, you know, it's, it's obvious. I mean, it's, it's a noticeable difference, you know. And, and you know, and, and you know, I asked Nerlens Noel about it. He says, yeah, it's a little flat. You know, I think guys can do a better job of just bringing energy the whole team, period. You know, I think guys have got to know when you come into this game without Joel, things are going to be a little different. And they are. They're, they're, they're extremely different. You know, you know when, when he's off the floor, they don't really play the post like they used to. Now, one game they did it with Okafer and he scored a lot of points. But typically, you know, when they when they don't really when he's not there, a lot of it is like heavy pick and rolls, right? They're doing heavy pick and rolls, and they're basically, you know, re- relying on like a fluid the team playing fluid basketball. You know, they want that, you know, and 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 basically just making shots. You know, they want them to play pick and rolls and and and, and make shots. And you know, let's face it, like this team is hot and cold when it comes down to shooting. Shooting. So with that is 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 a tough situation, you know. It's a tough adjustment for the Sixers, but it's something that they have to adjust to because you know starting on Tuesday they play the L.A. Clippers at home, and then on Wednesday they travel to the Milwaukee Bucks. So this is going to be the first of nine back-to-back situations that they have the remainder of the season. And most of you guys know this, and if you don't, I'm sorry for not mentioning it earlier. You know, Embiid does not play on back-to-back nights, right? He doesn't. So he typically plays in the home game. He doesn't play in the away game. But he doesn't play on back-to-back nights. And so there's nine more games, at least nine more games, that the Sixers are not going to play with him, right? So... With that being said, it's kind of like they got to get better. They have to get better. 
If not, it's it's going to be much the same. I mean, we're looking at nine losses. If they continue to play the way they're playing now, they're guaranteed to have at nine more losses when he doesn't play. It, it's just going to happen. I mean, it's just going to happen. And then when you add that, like, we don't really know. We'll find out later on today about his, his official status for tomorrow's game against the Clippers. Um you know, he looked like he hyperextended his knee when he came down on a third quarter dunk. The Sixers are saying that he has a left knee bruise. You know, he came back in the fourth quarter for a little bit, but then they took him out and they rested him the last 850 of that game. Now, Embiid said that he's healthy. He says that he feels fine. The Sixers just being cautious. You go in the locker room, you talk to some players, they all feel like that he can go. But then when you talk to Brett Brown, you know, Brett Brown maybe just being extra cautious, he says, well, we don't know yet. We'll find out. And I guess that's kind of like the smart thing to say a little bit because if you, you know, haven't really, uh, you know, he was focused on Saturday's game and, and not really Embiid. And for, you know, for him to say, oh, he's going to be out a day or he'll be out two days, they don't know. Now, typically, everyone's pain level is different. Everyone's different. But sometimes when you hyperextend your knee or hyper do that, you're typically out like the pain <clears throat> the pain typically lasts for about a week. So sometimes they don't want you playing in that pain. So you you could be out for a week. But again, we don't know what he has. I know he has a contusion, a bruise. We don't know how long he'll be out. But, you know, just assuming that it is longer, you know, that's gonna be more than those nine games. So it's one of those things where the Sixers really have to figure this thing out because I'm telling you, they look like a they're a very good team when MB plays. When he doesn't play, I'm telling you, it's tank part four. It's that bad. I mean, the lineups are crazy. Uh, players lack energy. It be, the game turns into a layup line. It's just bad. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's just atrocious. And... Uh, you know, they need to do this, be, get it together, because, you know, I, I don't know without him. I know they definitely can't beat the Clippers, and I know the Clippers are struggling. And I'm I'm pretty sure that they'll have a tough time, you know, beating him with without the, uh, um, I mean, beating him in Milwaukee um, without Embiid. I mean, excuse me, beating them in Milwaukee without Embiid. But listen, I just want to tell you one thing. If you're trying to go to that Clippers game, you know, I know a lot of the stars from L.A. won't play in that game, but it's still the Clippers, still a solid team. You know, Doc Rivers is one of the greatest coaches, you know, in my opinion of all time, you know. Um, so if you really want to go to that game, I'm telling you, you need to go to get your ticket from SeatGeek. Why? Because SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the basketball games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the arena for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. You know what I mean? Now, my thing is, what you really need to do is, if you really want to go, and this is your first time, you need to download the SeatGeek app, SeatGeek app, right? If you download that app, you know what I mean, you can get a $20 rebate on tickets. Now, this is what you do. Again, Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click on where it says add a promo code. Enter the promo code 
capital L, capital O, Sixers. And Sixers has a capital S, right? So once you do that, SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after you made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code today. I'm telling you, if you want to see the games, this is the best way to do it. Now, enough of me of beating your eardrums. I know you guys have a busy week to uh, to get started, um, and then you don't have to, you know, you don't have to uh, have your heads down like the Packers fans who are flying back to Wisconsin or wherever else they're from today. Because I'm telling you. There was a lot of trash talking going on in the ATL before the game. I mean, they were walking around proud. They, some of them showed up on Saturday. They had their jerseys on. You know, on, and when I was leaving out on Sunday, I saw some other ones. And like I said, it was some trash talking. One dude even told, um, when I got to Atlanta on Saturday, and, like, I don't know if anybody knows about Atlanta, you got to take, once you get in the airport, you got to take the train, basically, to get to, like, the baggage claim area and all that other stuff, ground transportation. And there was this one Packers fan who said to a um, a Falcons fan, yeah, y'all got a nice little team. Yeah, y'all got a nice little team. Good luck. Good luck. And I was like, whoa, that was kind of strong. That was kind of bold for you to say that. And um, I'm pretty sure he's eating crow. But, um, you know, hey, it is what it is. Have a great week, and I'll get back to y'all tomorrow. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.